Ladies, summer is coming to an end, the kids are back in school, and it's time to focus on you. No, really, I'm serious, it's time. Rejuvenating Health is offering a back-to-school Labor Day special from now until September 4th. You will receive all of our diagnostic testings for free. The extensive lab work, the gut health testing, and even the DNA testing, all for free. We have 10 spots open for this amazing deal. So if you're ready to finally get to the root of your symptoms and reach your goals, this is the time. Don't wait to make another New Year's resolution. We all know what happens with those. If you would like more info, message us on social media or send us an email at rejuvenatinghealth.net. We can't wait to chat. Any views, thoughts, or opinions expressed on the Rejuvenating Health podcast are solely that of the speakers and are intended as such. Please contact your trusted medical practitioner for medical advice. Let's go, girls. Hey, ladies, and welcome back to the Rejuvenating Health podcast. I'm your co-host, Shauna, and I'm here with women's health nurse practitioner, Lindsay Van Schoik. And today, we are going to be talking about intermittent fasting. That's a hot topic. It is. It's a hot topic in the diet industry. I know a lot of our clients kind of ask questions about it. I know Mm -hmm. that, um, yeah, there's just a lot of like communication about it. So I thought it would be good to dig into because I know a lot of our clients kind of had questions about it and if they should be doing it or they've tried it in the past or not even just our clients, but women in general, like I'm doing intermittent fasting and sometimes it makes me cringe because I know they're not doing it the right way. That's what I was going to say, because one, it's not for everybody. It's not beneficial for everybody. And two, like they might not even know the correct way to do it, even if they're doing it. You know? Yeah. So I think it like, let's first just explain what intermittent fasting is. And essentially it's a diet trend, right? Um, mm-hmm. Intermittent fasting is one that has been around for a long time and some people swear by it and there are some health benefits to it, but as with any weight loss plan, It works differently from person to person, and it varies based upon your age, your gender, um, what kind of conditions you have, all of that. So the basics of intermittent fasting are it consists of eating windows, right? Where technically during that eating window, you can eat whatever you want. And then there's fasting windows where you abstain from everything. Like you're allowed to have like water, but no food, right? And so... There are different variations of it as to which one you follow. There are some that have really strict guidelines as to like what you can consume during the eating windows. There are some where you can just literally eat whatever you want. But essentially, intermittent fasting is a way to restrict your calories. At the end of the day, that's what it is. Yeah, right. Because you're not just eating all day long, right? But a lot of people do it wrong because they, inter- <laughs> you don't know how many people I've talked to and they're like, I do intermittent fasting. And I'm like, okay, great. Um, you're only eating eight hours a day. Great. What are you eating during those eight hours a day? Pizza, chips, donuts. Right. Like that's not, that's not how intermittent fasting works. Right. No. But on a side note too, I feel like a lot of people do that with macros just well, because it fits true. in there. Just because it fits into something doesn't necessarily mean that that's what you should be eating that's best for your health, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. You still have to pay attention to um, quality of your food choices. You can still eat way too many calories in an eight-hour window 
as you can in a 12 hour window, right? So some kind of popular intermittent fasting schedules are there's this five, two. Um, so on this one, women eat less than 500 calories for two non-consecutive days of the week. So maybe you're eating 500 calories on Tuesday and Thursday, and then Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you're eating normal. I would not recommend that for women at all. At all. Yeah, and especially if you're exercising, and because 500 calories a day is not... Yeah, so you're going to get in hormone disruptions for sure. So that one's not a good for... Well, and two, like you're probably overeating on the days that you're eating whatever. So... Mm -hmm. In my opinion, for women, that's bad. You're going to disrupt your kisspeptin, which is a hormone. You're going to get into low energy availability. And then you're probably going to binge Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So don't recommend that one. Another really popular one, this is probably the most popular one, is the 16-8, where you only eat eight hours of the day. So you can choose when that eight-hour period is. I know a lot of people do like... 11 to 7, um, and then so they're eating for 8 hours, and then they're not eating again for 16 hours, right? Um, and that can be a good way to restrict your calories. Here's the issue for women. We're really busy during the daytime, right? Like, we get up, and if we're moms and we're working out, like most of us work out in the mornings, uh, we're busy getting, like, We need energy to fuel our work days. And so if you're not eating till 11, a lot of your active part of the day is in low energy availability, right? And then you're eating till seven and going to bed at nine. Well, then you're not getting that three hour window before bed where you shouldn't be eating. So if if I have a woman woman that's going to fast and they want to do an eight and six hour eight and 16, they're not going to like what I tell them to do because I'm going to tell them that they need to eat seven to three, eight to four. And that doesn't fit into their social life in the evenings or their dinner with their families or all of that type of stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So eight and 16, we'll dig into that a little bit deeper. And then there's 24 hour fast, right? So you fast for 24 hours once or twice a week, right? Um, and it's it's kind of easy to assume that doing this type of fasting will impact your weight. Um, but really, the timing of the fast, the duration of the fast, it doesn't seem to impact weight loss that much because a lot of people are overeating and they're still eating the same amount of calories, right? So intermittent fasting isn't necessarily a great tool for weight loss, right? Um, so when we get back to some of those schedules, like, and we talk about the 5-2, as a woman, your brain needs at least 130 grams of carbohydrates to function in a day, right? So 130 grams of carbohydrates, if it's four calories per gram, that's like 520 calories a day. So you would literally be eating just carbohydrates, no protein, and your muscle is literally going to waste away. 
especially well, if you're 40, 50, 60, like we already know that your hormones are declining and that you're already losing muscle. So why in the world would we have two days out of the week where we're not eating any protein? Right. Yeah. doesn't make sense. So terrible, terrible. So the most kind of, if you're going to do intermittent fasting and you're 20, 50, whatever, um, I more would recommend the 16-8 or 14-10. Most of our clients do 14-10, where you're eating for you're eating for 10 hours and fasting for 14. That kind of makes a lot of sense, right? So for most of our like most of our clients are eating breakfast at like eight, and then that means you can eat up till 6 p.m., right? So from eight to six, you're getting to eat your food. Like that's completely normal, completely normal. And that gives you that three hour window where you're not eating before bed because that's really important. It's really important not to eat three hours before bed because eating too close to bed, um, we've talked about this before, but if you eat too close to bed, they both require your parasympathetic nervous system and it's really going to disrupt your sleep. And you can tell, right? So last night or yesterday I was in St. Louis all day with Lainey for cheer and I ate dinner late because I just didn't want to eat on the road. So I went dinner at like seven and I went to bed at eight. My HRV and heart rate were like in the toilet this morning when I woke up because my body couldn't get into deep sleep and relax because it was t- trying to digest my food. So I broke my rule and it really does affect your body. <laughs> Thanks for your transparency. <laughs> I know, right? Don't break your rules. But, uh- But also that's good for people to hear because I don't think that a lot of times we think about that when we're eating close to bed, we're just eating. And we don't think about then when we go to sleep, how our body's trying to do everything it needs to do with that food that we just ate not that long ago. So that's really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So that can be like a good, good plan if you're a woman eating 10 hours fasting for 14. Here's the issue. If you're a morning worker outer though, you can't work out fasting. Don't do it. It literally, you have to have some energy to do your workout. Fasted training is not good, especially if you have hormones, right? So like for me, I work out so early in the morning. So I have to like break my fast at like 4 a.m., right? So for me, if I do a 10-hour eating window, for, that means I have to stop eating at 2. Yeah, because only Jesus and the moon are up whenever you work out. <laughs> Right. That's it. So for me, I do 12 and 12. I can quit eating at four. It's not that big of a deal to me. I go to bed at seven. So it gives me three hours before bed. So Mm -hmm. for me, I do 12 and 12, right? Um, For a lot of our women, maybe they're going to a 5 a.m. CrossFit class. Well, you're going to have to eat something at 4.30, like an applesauce, something, whatever, but it's still breaking your fast. So for you, it's going to be a little bit harder to do fasting. And again, Here's the thing. Fasting is just a way to restrict calories. Right. Right. So you can make other choices during the day, eating, you know, normal window that can still be beneficial. Yeah. It and calories, it, calories out. Yeah. And honestly, there's been tons of research on it. And there's not really a link that's found that intermittent fasting is a better way to lose weight than other things. Right. Uh, there was this... Um, 
JBI database of systemic reviews and implementation reports in 2018, and it found that intermittent fasting had similar weight loss results to traditional calorie-restricted diets. So if you just eat quality foods and don't eat like an asshole, you're going to lose weight just as much as you are doing intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. And probably be a lot less hangry. Probably. Yeah. 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 So can we talk about, I know a lot of our listeners and clients were curious on how does it affect hormones? Like how does, if one is, you know, doing intermittent fasting and they're doing like a longer window of not eating, how does that affect the hormones in the long run? Well, as long as you're getting enough calories in your 12 to eight hours, it's not really going to affect your hormones. But again, that's where you have to eat around your workouts to where you're not getting in this low energy availability. It starts affecting your hormones if you're under eating and if you're under eating around your active times. And that's where I see a lot of issues with intermittent fasting with women is they're not eating in the correct windows. Right. Yeah. And a lot of times they're just not knowledgeable. I know we hear all the time. I just don't know what to eat and when. That's uh, so many women struggle with that. You know? yeah, and but again, I, yeah. there's so much info. There's so much right. info. Like there's intermittent fasting. There's all this information and they just don't know. Right. And if you're really struggling with obesity, like intermittent fasting could be a good tool for you because it's calorie right. restricted, right? But if you're a really active female, it's not beneficial for you. It's going to cause more harm than it is good, especially like, so you're, if, what if you're postmenopausal and you're like, I don't have hormones anymore. Okay, well, now you have no hormones, so your muscle mass is declining. So do you think it's smart to go days or hours without eating protein? No. If you're trying to get 120 grams of protein in six to eight hours, you're going to have to have some big-ass protein portions during your meals. Yeah, but I think it, too, goes back to the mindset part of it where I think a lot of women just think, okay, well, I'm not eating calories during this window, so that's going to be better for me because that's going to help me lose weight because I'm not eating, essentially, I'm not eating, right? So it's just wrapping their head around the fact that they still can eat and they still can stay within their range and eat healthy and whole foods and lose weight. They don't have to not eat just to lose weight. I mean, here's the thing. How many times do we see this over and over again? It's the fact that people want to eat asshole food choices. Like if you just eat healthy, you don't have to do time-restricted feeding. You just eat good foods all throughout the day that fuel your body. Quit eating McDonald's and Burger King and Jimmy John's. There's nothing wrong with it occasionally. But I listened to a podcast yesterday and they said one out of four Americans eat out every single day. Could you imagine? That's a lot. Yeah. I believe, I mean, I believe it though. 100%. Yeah. 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 And I know there's a lot of like, well, intermittent fasting is good for health benefits and autophagy and cancer risk and all that type of stuff. But to get the benefits of that, you have to do really long fasts. Like I'm talking like three day fasts and you should not be doing that without the care of a health coach or a healthcare provider because you can, those are hard. Yeah. No, there's no way I would do that. I would be not nice. No, no. But here's another question then. So some of our listeners were wondering why then is intermittent fasting okay for men? Well, because they don't have hormones. They don't have, they don't have to worry about kisspeptin and it disrupting their sex hormones and stuff like that. Like they just don't. But I'm also going to tell a 50, 60 year old man that intermittent fasting is not good for them because they're losing muscle mass too. Okay. Yeah. 
I mean, when they're younger, it can work for men, right? If you're 20 and you want to do intermittent fasting, it's not going to disrupt your hormones. Like you don't have to worry about because men have 24 hours to recover from their workouts, right? So muscle protein synthesis, this is one thing that like we talk about with women. So men have a 24 hour window to eat protein to make their body recover. Women, 30 minutes. You got 30 minutes, ladies, to get your protein in. I don't even understand. Men just, sometimes they have all the luck, you know? Their hormones, they just don't have estrogen and progesterone, and they're not trying to, I mean, our bodies are made to carry a baby, right? right. That baby needs nutrients. <laughs> that, like, we have to have those things to survive. And so we're not, women are not small men. Like, can't do the same thing that men can. And the issue is, is that most of these fad diets and research, they're done on men. They're not done on women. So all this marketing that you see, no one's studied it on you as a woman. They've studied it on a man. Right. Is there any specific type of, we'll just say woman, because that's what we primarily are talking to right now, but that should never, ever, ever do intermittent fasting, no matter like what? Or not really? Not really. Because it just, I mean, again, it's going to, you're going to have to talk with a health coach or your practitioner or provider because how old are you? What medical conditions do you have? Um, What are your hormones doing? Um, When are you training? When are you sleeping? What fits into your family, right? For Mm -hmm. me, like, it's, I'm fine with being able to sit at the dinner table and not eat dinner with my family at 6 p.m. But for a lot of people, that's a non-negotiable, like, And so if that is non-negotiable for you, well, you need to be eating in the mornings. You need to be eating when you get up because you're active, right? Like instead of like doing intermittent fasting, our bodies just want to follow a circadian rhythm, right? So general practices, eat from sunup to sundown. Don't eat three hours before bed. Eat three meals a day with good quality protein, some fruits, some vegetables, and maybe some complex carbs if you're being active, right? But we try to make it fancy with all these fancy diets. And at the end of the day, it's just calorie restriction where if you would just eat whole foods, that's calorie restriction. Right. That's a good point though, too, that you said about how you said how you can sit at the dinner table where your family's eating. You might have already eaten because it was on your window. You're still being present with your family, right? So it's not yeah. like anything is different, but I think some people need to get in that mind frame. If you have goals, if you have things that you want to achieve for your health or your weight loss or whatever, sometimes those are things you have to do. It's not taking you out of the scenario with your family. It's not removing you from having dinner with them, but it's just different choices to better yourself, right? And it doesn't have to be in the, all the time in the long run, but I mean, it's just things that you have to do because of the goals that you have for yourself. Right. And anytime we're getting into calorie restriction, there's side effects, right? So there are side effects of intermittent fasting and calorie restriction. There's disrupted hormones, but you're also really ignoring your hunger cues. If you're only, if you're trying to only eat in this little window and you have all these hunger cues, then you're really going to interfere with that. And so you're ignoring your internal cues and it can really cause some disordered eating right? Um, Mm -hmm. It can disrupt your sleep. It can cause brain fog. It can disrupt your blood sugar levels. Um, So you have to look at all of those things and weigh the risks and rewards, right? Um, Intermittent fasting, how many women do we talk to that say like they have no sex drive? Um, Like 95% of them. Yeah. So intermittent fasting, 
decreases your testosterone and you have to have testosterone to have a libido. Right. And a lot of women's hormones are dropping anyway as we get older. So we don't need to assist it anymore. Right. We don't need to eat it. And yeah. Yeah. So I'm not, I mean, should you try intermittent fasting? Again, it depends with everything. It depends. Like we talked about the weight loss injectables last week and it depends, right? So Intermittent fasting might be okay for you if you have a healthy relationship with food. Um, if you're eating around your active times, um, if you don't have health conditions that are in- going to interfere with it, right? Um, it's really something that you need to do with a health coach or a medical doctor and really work through what does it look like for me? What does the eating schedule look like for me? Um, if you're going to do a long fast, like you better do lots of research on it and you better be working with someone because those are not something to be playing around with. Right. For sure. Now, everyone should fast a little bit, right? You should not be eating for 16 hours of the day. You should not be eating from 8 a.m. Say you, I don't know, say you get up at 6 and you go to bed at 10. You should not be eating from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. That's bad for you. Like, we just told you earlier that you need to not eat three hours before bed. So everyone should do some type of fasting. Again, fasting is just narrowing your eating window. Every single one of our clients, we tell them to do fasting, right? Every single one, we tell them, do not eat three hours before bed and try to have at least 10 to 12 hours of an overnight fast. And that makes it easier too when it's overnight. Yeah. Yeah. And when it's overnight, then you don't even have to think about it when primarily all of your hours spent fasting are when you're sleeping. Yeah. I mean, that's generally what you should be doing. Now, if you're someone, I just don't see where it's really necessary to do anything differently because at the end of the day, if you're eating whole foods, then intermittent fasting is calorie restriction and you're going to do that by eating whole foods. It's like... You should not be eating 1,200 calories as a woman. It's going to be real hard to get three really good meals in in an eight-hour window. Like You're going to be full. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another diet myth debunked. I know. Darn it. And I'm not, again, it depends for everyone. And if you're a man listening to this, you don't have the hormones that we have, but you still have testosterone, and it can still affect that. And I know that... Men want to have a good sex drive just like they want their wives to. Right. This is true. So intermittent fasting debunked what you need to know about it. Again, at the end of the day, you need to talk to your health coach or talk to a medical provider about it before you ever dabble in it. But the general rules are you have to eat around your active times and you shouldn't eat three hours before bed and you should have at least a 10 to 12 hour no eating window overnight. Other than that, just eat whole healthy foods throughout the day and quit trying to do these crazy fancy things. Like just eat a good, well-rounded diet. Totally agree. I love it. Well, we have some exciting news about our next episode. Do you want to tell them who our guest is going to be? Oh, yes. We're going to have Mark England on. If you don't know, you should check out the Unlifted podcast. He founded um, Unlifted. So we're going to be talking a lot about... um, the language that you, the, we're going to talk about a lot about language and mindset and the stories that you tell yourself. Um, and this is the number one thing that we work on our clients with. It's okay. the hardest thing. 
you, you guys all think that weight loss is nutrition and fitness and macros and workouts and hormones and blah, 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 blah. But I can tell you what, if you have a shitty language with yourself and your mind isn't in the right place, then no matter what you do, you're not going to lose weight and you're not going to keep it off. Yep. It's a game changer. So I'm excited to have him on because I know and just doing the um, and lifted certification myself, it just was eye opening and changed a whole lot about how I talk and, you know, how I view things. So I'm excited for the ladies to get a taste of that as well. So, yeah, I think I mean, all of our coaches are in lifted certified. People yeah. don't understand that how well taught we are on dealing with that stuff. Right. Yeah. So for sure, if you ladies are curious about that, we encourage you to tune in next week as well for Mark's podcast episode with us, but also tune in to episodes that we have previously. We started a new series on exercising for longevity and just different ways to exercise for your stage of life. And please leave us a five-star rating and a kind review because that helps us out a ton. So we will catch you next time. Bye ladies. See ya. See ya.